0: Welcome to episode 70 of the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. I've been asked many times about the type of camera bag that I use. Most of you that follow the forum will know that I'm very much a low-pro advocate, As I bought yet another Lowepro bag for my recent trip to India and continue to be amazed by the quality and usability of these bags, I thought I'd put together a podcast about the bags that I currently use on a regular basis. Why I use so many will also become clear as we proceed. Also I'm very excited today and proud to announce uh, that the top camera bag manufacturer that I use, Lowepro, will be sponsoring this podcast for the next four weeks and have kindly agreed to provide the same bag that I just bought the Stealth Reporter D650AW as the prize for the assignment grand prize. This and the next assignment's votes will all be added to the grand total and the person with the most votes after the next assignment will receive this amazing camera bag. If you're worried that you have not yet entered the assignment to date please don't be. Many people have only been entering sporadically and total points of any one member are not uh, yet unsurpassable. One outstanding image uh, that blows everyone away could still amass enough votes to thrust you to the top of the ranking. So please do get involved, if you're already uh, shooting for the assignment then just continue doing the great work. I announced the theme for the current assignment last week but just to reiterate it is silence. Listen to episode 69 for more details. And here's a word from Lopro to kick off the sponsorship. Our trek started in a small Colorado garage over 30 years ago. Since then we've been travelling the world on the backs and shoulders of the best photographers on the planet. We've learned, we've innovated, we've become a leader. For over 30 years we've worked to develop and perfect camera carrying systems, maybe to the point of obsession but we've never stopped at just innovating and improving products. We strongly believe that we owe it to ourselves and to our industry to do whatever we possibly can to protect and save the environment. We take as much pride in this aspect of our business as in the work we put into our product. Most of our camera bags were inspired by helpful advice from you and your peers. We greatly appreciate your artistry and input We've listened carefully to your suggestions and we're sure you'll find something we've designed that's exactly right for you. Because wherever you go on your next assignment, we want to be right there with you. Lowpro products are distributed in more than 90 countries around the globe through photo, outdoor, computer, consumer electronic, mail order and online resellers. For more information about Lowpro or Lowpro products, visit www.lowpro.com. Thanks again to Lopro for your kindness and cooperation and more importantly for your amazing camera bags. Now let's hear how good these camera bags really are. Five years ago I bought my first Lopro bag, just after I bought my first DSLR, the Canon EOS d 30 not to be confused with the new 30D. Of course, the SLR bags from Lowepro are as useful for film cameras as they are for digital SLRs, and some of the newer models have paid much attention uh, particularly to digital, making the digital photographer's life much easier. We'll get to that later, but first, my first bag was a smallish rucksack type bag, the Micro Trekker 200. The bag comprises of an inner compartment with movable padded partitions or separators that stick to the bag and the other partitions with velcro, so that you can customise the bag to fit your equipment. i found this bag to be a perfect size for a DSLR with a battery grip and a long lens like the 100-400mm and a couple of other shorter lenses. I don't have a photo to show you of this bag, but when we look at the next bag you can see how the partitions work if you're not already familiar with this kind of camera bag. In fact, in addition to the photos I've shot of my own gear, I'll put a link to all of my bags on the Lowepro website into the show notes. That way you can browse and see more detail later. The Micro Trekker 200 also has an outer pocket that holds a surprisingly large amount for the size of the bag. When I use this bag, I'll usually put all my filters and spare batteries and a reflector in the outside pocket. If necessary, you could drop a 50mm F1.4 or one8 in there as well without any problems. I actually have a funny story about this bag. When I was travelling on an internal flight from Sydney to Melbourne in Australia once, as the plane trundled down the runway to take off, the overhead compartment above sprung open, and my tripod slid out. Luckily, I saw it coming and caught it, and it didn't so yeah you know, it didn't hurt me or anyone else. but then this micro trekker started sliding out as well as we continued to gather speed, bouncing along the bumpy runway, although not particularly heavy, I didn't want to take the chance that I could not catch this one with my precious new D thirty and lenses inside. Uh, So as I started to stretch my arm up though I couldn't quite reach the bag hanging half out of the compartment uh, because I still had my seatbelt on. So I started to push up with my legs against uh, the will of the seatbelt which was now acting as a sort of fulcrum with my feet pushing heavily down and my back applying rather a lot of pressure to the seat. I had just managed to grab the bag and lower it to safety when... And I still can't believe this, uh, but the back of the seat broke at the hinge. The next thing I knew, I was lying down flat with the guy behind me in the seat uh, to the left of the one that I was now lying on, looking at me rather surprised and exclaimed, Jesus, mate, you scared the out of me. I must admit, I was feeling a little bit shaken myself. This was the first time I'd experienced full flat seats in economy class. Anyway, I waited patiently in my comfortable full flat seat until the seatbelt sign went off. And I went to tell the cabin staff and, uh, you know, they didn't believe at first uh, when I said that I'd broken the seat. Uh, They asked if I meant that, you know, the headphone socket or the ashtray. uh, But when I said no, the seat, the actual seat, they didn't seem to want to believe me until I took them back uh, to actually see the seat laying flat. Luckily uh, I didn't have to pay for it and I got moved to a nice other seat uh, for the rest of the flight. Anyway, moving on. My arsenal of lenses was growing and I wanted something that, I, that could hold uh, a little more for my second trip to Hokkaido in February uh, 2004. It was then that I bought the Lowepro Nature Trekker AW2. Again I'll put a link to this bag in the show notes uh, but also I took a few photos of my own gear for us to look at. So let's look at image number 1296 in which we can see my bag closed with my Manfrotto uh, tripod attached. You can change the tripod uh, leg holder to the other side or even the back of the bag. It also came with lots of elastic straps uh, to attach things and secure the tripod etc. You can see that there are a few uh, already on the bag not but not used. Uh, I leave them there uh, so if say I'm I'm warm when I'm walking around and I want to take my jacket off then I'll just uh, tuck it into these elastic strings and forget about it. Uh, One other thing that I've found very useful on this bag is the waterproof zips. This is not only effective in rain showers, but uh, also when coming into warm buildings from sub-zero temperatures. I've found that this is enough to prevent condensation from forming on my gear. This was going to be very useful for my trip to Hokkaido to shoot in temperatures well below freezing. Actually, now that I think about it, I bought my NaTA trekker as a set with the optional trekker day pack too, as well. The day pack is another rucksack that can be used on its own or actually attached to the outside of the NaTA trekker itself. This day pack is really handy if you're going away for for a day or or a few and you want to drop in a change of clothes or something. All of these things can come in very handy, um, and they did in my first winter trip to Hokkaido, and so many trips since. In the next image, number 1297, we can see what my nature trekker will usually look like on a typical day out shooting. We can see the movable compartments uh, that I mentioned earlier that allow you to customise the layout of the bag. Just in case you're interested, uh, that's my 5D with the battery grip attached and the 24 to 105 millimeter f4 lens at the top. Then on our left, as we look at the photo, we can see the 24 millimeter TSE lens, that's the tilt shift lens. Then below that is my 16 to 35 millimeter f2.8 lens. The hood for the 24mm TSE lens is actually at the bottom uh, of that compartment with the 16-35mm to 35mm lens mount passing through it. This allows me to fit the 24mm TSE lens into a smaller compartment. On the bottom left we can see the 100mm f2.8 lens. In the middle is the 70 to 200 f2.8 lens and to the right is the 100mm. Uh f4.5 to 5.6 lens. Above that is my angle finder in its pouch, and above that you can see the 50mm f1.4. Behind the 50mm is a 1.4x or times extender. Uh, if I was going out to do some high magnification macro work, this compartment would probably be housing the MPE65mm f/2.8 1 to 5x lens instead. Uh, the macro lens. I also sometimes leave the 100mm to 400mm at home and put the Canon macro twin light MT24EX flash unit in in its place. I often feel uncomfortable leaving the 100mm 100 to 400mm at home though, as you never know what you're going when you're going to need it. Uh, this is where the Lowepro slip lock accessories come in. Let's take a look at image number 1298 which is a Lowepro slip lock pouch 60AW that I often use to attach the twin light flash to the outside of my rucksack when there's uh, no more room inside. You can see in the picture that the system is made up of a stiff flap that drops through the slip lock loop on the bag uh, that you're affixing it to. Then the flap sticks to the base of the pouch itself with Velcro. Then a second flap from the bottom of the bag is fixed over that, uh, again with Velcro securing it to the base of the pouch. I have a number of lens cases as well that I attach to the outside of my bags when I want to take more lenses than I can fit inside. It also enables me to just build the method of carrying my gear as I feel necessary. For example, let's take a look at image number 1299 in which we can see my smallest pro bag, the Toploader 65AW with probably my most uh, used slip lock accessory, the SnapTop AW pouch. I use this bag when I want to carry my camera with a lens such as the 24-105mm to millimeter f4 attached and some memory cards, a uh, notepad notepad and spare batteries etc in the snap top pouch the pouch though usually goes onto my bag the bag that i use uh when i start shooting uh, you know or the other bags that is and then when i actually do start shooting i slip it onto my belt uh, or the belt of the you know the waist belt of the rucksack as well this way i have all of the accessories the you know the small gadgets that i might need uh always uh you know in the in that pouch and they just sort of get passed around from bag to bag and then go onto my belt while shooting i keep things like the lens blower in the pouch for example and uh the little spirit level that goes into the camera's flash shoe uh to level my camera i usually also have a pl filter and an nd filter in there and it's surprising how much stuff you can fit into the relatively small pouch It's a little bit like Doctor Who's TARDIS. Note that if I want to take just one more lens with me uh, attached to this top loader, there are slip-lock loops on either side, so I can put a lens case on the opposite side to the snap-top pouch uh, that that you see here. I have pretty much taken the slip-lock lens case uh, thing to the extreme with the next bag that I want to look at. When I first bought the 600mm f4 lens, the behemoth that it is, I thought that I would pretty much be using just that lens, and at locations close to the car, but with my character, I, it turned out that I couldn't leave much at home. You know, you know me, it's just in case. So I started to still take my nature trekker with a fair amount of kit and carrying the 600mm f4 over my shoulder. And this soon became very tiresome, so I started to look at another solution. Well, I was happy to see that the guys at LowPro had come up with the goods again with the Lens Trekker 600AW that we can see with all of my lens cases in image 1300. If you look at the bag without the lens cases, again, there's going to be a link to this uh, on the LowPro website in the show notes. You can see that it's a, literally just a long, tall bag designed to fit from a 300mm F2.8 to a 600mm F4 with the camera body attached. And it even says on the Lowepro website that this bag will fit an 800mm uh, without the body attached. I must mention that to fit the Canon EF 600mm F4 into this bag, uh, with the body attached, I have to remove the pad from the bottom of the bag. There's still ample padding in the outer shell, uh, so I'm not concerned about this, but I would have liked the bag to have been about 3 centimeters deeper, I think. Apart from that though, this bag, as are all the others, is simply amazing. If I only take the 600mm F4 with a camera body on it, uh, out into the field, I can hardly feel the weight due to the fact that all, um, you know, as with all of the uh, low pro rucksacks, in addition to ergonomically designed shoulder straps and a padded waist belt uh, to spread the weight between my shoulders and waist, uh, the harness of this bag uh, and the nature Trekker is fully adjustable. The bag comes with a large plastic like arrow shaped thing, Uh, it's called the the pack jack harness adjustment tool. You slide the plastic arrow down between the padding that goes against your back uh, when wearing the bag and the torso plate onto which the shoulder straps are attached. This separates the Velcro uh, or holds apart the Velcro from the torso plate temporarily and allows it to be slipped up and down. This is how you adjust the height of the shoulder straps to best fit your body for maximum comfort and ease of carrying. The lens cases that you can see that I've attached to my lens tracker 600AW are again. On the left, as we view the bag, uh, there's two lens case fours. These will take the 100 to 400mm F 4.5 uh, to 5.6 lens and a 70 to 200 mm f2.8 lens side by side. On the right at the top are two 1W lens cases. The W I believe stands for wide in this case, as in a wide angle lens. I put my 24 to 105 mm f4 uh, lens and the 16 to 35 mm lenses into these two cases. The 24-105 fits in with the hood on, although it's a tad on the tight side, and the 16-35mm to will fit with the hood on uh, at a squeeze, but I generally remove the hood and drop the lens in with the front element facing down, then drop the lens hood diagonally over the back of that into the bag. This saves me from stressing the lens hood and stops the lens from flopping around as well. At the bottom on the right here we can see the 4S lens case, the S this time stands for short. This case is roughly the same diameter as the 4s on the left side, but only about two thirds their height. I use this uh, for my 100mm f2.8 macro lens or the 65mm to 1-5x macro lens with the tripod rings, the shoes uh, attached. This usually gives me a little height left over that I use to store the PL filter for the 600mm F4 lens. This filter fits into the back of the lens and not on the front element uh, like uh, normal PL filters. And the case uh, is pretty big as uh, PL filters go. Uh, But this along with the 100mm macro lens fits perfectly into the 4S bag. A final word on this bag is that it does come with uh, tripod supports and straps as well, Uh, although I'm not using them here. Uh, But if you prefer, you can attach a large uh, tripod instead. Uh, Before we move on, actually, let's take a brief look at image number 1301. Uh, In this photo, we can see the 600mm f4 lens uh, uh, in the bag uh, with the 5D attached. I should mention that the AW in many of these bags, cases and pouches names is for all weather. They all contain uh, an all weather cover. These are rubberized fabric covers that are hidden in the base uh, or in the pocket of all of the AW cases and bags. You can actually see the uh, all weather cover compartment at the base of the slip lock pouch that uh, we looked at earlier, the 60 AW. I don't bother to use the all-weather covers um, in short, light showers, as the bags are made of quite tightly woven material. Uh, but if the rain gets heavy or looks like it might be prolonged, I take the covers out and then you know pull them over the bag. The rucksacks all-weather covers are large enough to go over a certain amount of a certain number of lens cases and the tripod. So it's rare that I actually take each individual uh, all-weather cover out, usually just putting the the rucksack cover over the whole kit and caboodle. Let's take a look at the last Lowepro bag that I added to my collection, uh, which is the one that Lowepro have been kind enough to uh, donate for the uh, assignment prize, and that's the Stealth Reporter's D650AW. In image number one three zero two, we can see the bag. Uh, first of all, all closed up. You can see that this is a shoulder bag. It has very uh, a very comfortable shoulder strap, as well as a smaller handle for uh, carrying by hand, and a waist belt uh, to attach the bag around your waist if you want uh, to you know, just add a little bit more support or security. It's not as big a waist belt as the the rucksacks, it's really just to sort of stop it from swinging around I think. Uh, We now know what the AW stands for, but the new D here stands for Designed for Digital. In image number 1303 we can see the bag with the top open and the gear that I took on a recent trip uh, to India. The camera was placed in the middle with the 70 to 200 mm f2.8 attached. The compartments again are customizable and have padded separators that can be used to split up the compartments vert- um, horizontally as well as vertically. That is in most of the compartments um, around the center, uh you can place one of the uh you know the the, the like the horizontal separators and have say one lens in the bottom or maybe things that you're not going to use as often like an extender and then put in the separator and then put another lens on top of that. The bag comes with a small bag, um like a it's the sort of thing that you well, it's the thing that you can see in the photo with the orange stripes on it um and it's useful you can put like cables in there battery chargers small objects that you want to sort of group together for convenience and or i guess you could also put toiletries in there as well um if you, you know if you want to sort of use use this bag as your main travel bag um it also comes with a memory card case that holds up to 12 cards and this is attached to the bag by a small strap uh which i find very comforting I've actually dropped a card case before that I tucked under my arm to shoot some swans that took off as I changed my card, or as I just changed my card. And then I forgot about the case under my arm and it fell to the floor. I was fortunate uh, that the case was found later that evening by Yoshiaki Kobayashi, the uh, photographer that I was shooting with in Hokkaido at the time uh but it meant that we both had to go back to to a snow covered beach uh in the dark scouting around with flashlights and then i was really just lucky to get it back so uh i you know i can really see the benefits of having this uh, small strap that attaches this memory card case to the bag itself you can see that there uh, are big front pockets as well Uh, They're padded enough to feel comfortable dropping in your precious portable storage and picture viewer. Uh, Although I've shied away from shoulder bags over the last few years since my kit got uh, so heavy, uh, I found that this was still an excellent bag for a business trip in which I was able to fit in uh, some photography. There are two more big selling points for me for this bag, uh, in addition to the things that I've just mentioned. The first is that you, uh, if you look at the back of the picture here, you can hopefully see a large grey flap. This is the cover for a laptop uh, compartment. This is large enough to fit a pretty big laptop and its adapter and cables. The other big selling point for me uh, can be seen at work in image number 1304. This bag incorporates a water resistant top zip so that you can get quick access to your equipment from the top of the bag. Designed for photojournalists, this bag allows for very quick access to kit. Uh, for those chances really that do just come up um, in a split and go away again in a split second. As you can see, there's no problem getting the 5D uh, with the battery grip and the uh, 70-200mm f2.8 lens out of the bag, and also grabbing lenses from either side is just as easy. This bag also has tons of pockets, uh, including some that are very hard to find for hidden security. Note that the guard at the Taj Mahal found uh, all but one of these pockets uh, when he was searching through the bag and doing the security checks when I was there a few weeks ago. I couldn't fit my tripod in the uh, pocket, uh, the hidden pocket, to sneak it through though, so I guess we can still say that uh, he was very good at his job. I should also add, before we close, that all of these bags are okay as airline carry-ons. I have taken all of them on airlines at least once, some many times, and I've never had any problems. I would imagine that the airline might, well, at some point, um, ask me to remove the lens pouches, especially from the Lens Tracker 600, as it becomes pretty wide, uh, as you can see in the photo, uh, but it hasn't happened to me yet. Also note that you should probably check with your airlines, the airline that you're going to fly with, uh, beforehand for the dimensions the maximum dimensions of bags that they accept um uh, because although I'm sure lowpro have um used like international standards and I've never had any problems, I'm sure that there are going to be limitations and they may change as they did with the um the restrictions that were put in place after the uh, the terrorist scares last year so check before you do travel but um, as far as I'm aware, you should be fine with any of these bags. As usual, I've today only spoken about the bags that I have first-hand experience with. Remember that Lopro does a huge range of camera bags for pretty much every type of camera, from compact digitals through SLR bodies to video cameras and medium and large format cameras. Whatever you're looking for, I'm sure they have something to suit your needs, and with Having had no problems at all with any of the products that I've been using, some for up to five years, I can definitely vouch for the quality and strength of Low Pro gear. So I hope you enjoyed and found this uh, explanation of what LowPro gear I use uh, and how I use it uh, interesting and useful. As I said in the introduction, LowPro have been kind enough to donate a LowPro Stealth Reporter D650AW camera bag, which is the grand prize for the assignment, awarded to the member with the most votes after the second assignment from now. If you have not entered the assignment yet, remember that there's still plenty of room to catch up. Just get stuck in and shoot for the silence assignment that we started last week. And that will run until midnight on Sunday the 18th of February, so you've got plenty of time left to get your entry in. Then, after two weeks of voting until the end of March the 4th, we'll start another assignment. And the winner of the bag will be the one with the most votes from your peers at the end of that assignment, which will finish in mid-May with voting until the very end of May. Remember that the individual winner for each assignment will still re- receive an original print of their choice from my online gallery at martinbaileyphotography.com. Keith Guthrie from the UK, the winner of the last assignment, chose his print last week which was image number 1101 of the flower fields at the farm Tomita in Furano during my summer visit to Hokkaido in 2006. Keith chose the Epson professional ultra smooth fine art paper for his print and once again I was reminded of just how beautiful this paper is the print is amazing and it's on its way to you right now Keith so if you enter a winning image uh, to the next uh, either of the next uh, assignments you could put yourself in a position to not only win the camera bag but also uh, one of my prints as well I'm sure that will be the case so that reminds me as well, uh, talking about Keith. Um, I wanted to quickly talk about uh, something else before we finish. Uh, what Keith asked if it would be possible to arrange a time to meet the UK listeners while I'm back in the UK for a wedding in a few weeks' time. I'm going to be pretty busy meeting friends and family as I haven't been back to the UK for a holiday for six years, but I definitely want to try to open an afternoon and an evening uh, to meet up with anyone that is interested. I'd love to see any of you guys over there. Uh, the problem is um, that I'm fully booked on all of the weekends that I'm home. So this will have to be a weekday between January the 23rd and February the 1st. What I'd like to do is to ask for those of you that uh, would like to meet up to drop me a line at info at com and tell me if you could make it and let me know whether you can make either the afternoon or just the evening or both and uh, let me know where you'd be coming from so that I can try to find somewhere to meet that suits the majority. Unfortunately I'm probably not going to have time to make it all the way down to London where I'm sure most of the listeners are as I'll need to get back to Nottingham in the evening. So it will probably have to be somewhere between the two cities, probably not far from the M1. We can probably arrange a dinner for the evening so that we can all sit down and have a nice chat and get to know each other in person. So first mail me with your availability and once again um, the address is info at martinbaileyphotography.com. Put something like UK listener meeting uh, in the subject so that I can locate the mail easily. And that really is it for this week. Uh, thanks again to Lopro for sponsoring the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast and for the amazing camera bag. I can't wait uh, to hear the reaction of the person that wins this. It really is. I can vouch for it. It's an amazing bag, as is all of your stuff. So now for everybody, all of the listeners, get out there and start shooting for the silence assignment and have a great time doing it. Bye-bye.